This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Today, we are going to go ahead and ding, 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 you win. You're right. If you're saying it in your head because you listen every day and it's starting to get annoying, we're going to ground ourselves in our greatness. This is how we start every single podcast. It is vital. It is vital that you start recognizing yourself for the great things that you're accomplishing, not only because it's important for you to realize how freaking awesome you are, it is also wildly imperative that women, sorry if you're a man listening to this, but women specifically start growing confidence in being able to own their greatness. And that's why we practice it every day. So yes, it is going to get annoying. But I am telling you, it is going to transform you and your ability to accurately call on your greatness when you need to. I'm talking interviews, people. I'm talking, I don't know, everything that you're going to do that you are going to need to be able to own the moments that you are great. Um, if, if you are new, if you haven't been with us, I had read through... Uh, the book Lean In, which is also a book that I gave to all of my athletes as they were graduating. Um, because I read this piece of the line in the book. And yes, this is one of the books that I couldn't get through. I took a picture today um, because I was so angry that, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can listen to yesterday, but I was so angry I couldn't continue reading the book. Um, but where that page is bookmarked, I remember reading this chapter and being wildly angry. And at that point, I was still coaching high school volleyball. And I read this passage and I was like, no. And then I remember thinking through the last interview that I had done. And I remember just being like, yeah, yep, totally did that. And what this passage had said and what the chapter went on to continue to say was that women struggle to speak about great things that they accomplish. They're always assigning it to the team. And when they're interviewing against men, they look less accomplished comparatively. And so when women are being turned down for the next tier, the next ladder, um, generally it's because of that. Because men have no issue owning the great things that they have accomplished and owning the entirety of the great thing and women struggle with it. And that is one of the reasons that they're passed up. So when I heard that, when I had read that, I instantly was like, you know what? I have a group of 100 plus young females right at my grasp. What am I doing about this? Because I am producing a percentage, a very small percentage, but a percentage of these next female who, who are going to go out into the world and make a difference. And what am I doing about it as one of their leaders? So that day, I wrote up an email to all of my coaching staff and I said, today, today we start doing this every day that we have these girls in our grasp. And I don't know what it's going to do, but we have 
to start doing something about this. We can't keep sending females into the world not prepared to deal with things like this. Right? Because guess what? The interview that I did where I gladly pushed off every single one of my accomplishments on my team, I got passed up for a male. Why do you think that is? Well, there are a lot of things that account for that. But (laughs) one of the major things is, as I think back to that interview, I didn't own any great thing that I had done. Every great thing I chalked up to the team, to the people that were around me, to all the things. And not one time in that interview did I confidently speak about anything that I had accomplished by myself. So that day we started that practice. I remember telling all the girls, I remember them all rolling their eyes and the importance wasn't that day. The importance was that we showed up through the painfulness, through the eye rolls. And once we got through the pain of making it a daily habit, it became a part of our DNA. Greatness lived in everything that we did. Right? And it was such a small practice. And so as I'm transitioning into this new space where I am podcasting and speaking, this is one of the things that I want to continue with my work. And that's why we do it every day. So now you have the background, if you didn't know, um, on why and how we do this. So my great thing from yesterday was that my family is going on a health journey and my husband has been one of the slowest adopters of this. I've been trying to do this for a while now and he's always really struggled with picking this up for magnitude of different reasons. And I think the hardest one is that you really have to, especially when you're talking about sugar addiction or carb overload or preserved foods, the biggest struggle is transitioning to a place where you're not addicted to those because your body really goes through um, struggles. Your body really, really, I mean, preserved foods are set up to keep you addicted. And so living through the um, like addiction through your body, body surviving that and then kind of rebirthing your taste buds is the hardest part. So yesterday, my husband had been taking ridiculous things, like really (laughs) struggling, but trying, right? So the first day he took some brown rice and chicken. And I hadn't been cooking the rice 100% correct. So it was very dry. And he actually um, texts me and he's like, Hannah, I can't I cannot do this. This is the worst thing that I've ever tasted, which the chicken was seasoned. The rice was not at all. So you can imagine. Um, And he's like, I'm not going to be able to do this today. I had to add water. It was so dry. Hannah, what are we going to do? So I'm like, well, I'm here living my best life. I'm making like these epic bowls of greatness. Like I can't even tell you, I'll try to take a picture of mine today. Um, but I kind of just 
divvied up a bunch of different ingredients that I enjoy the flavors of and I've been kind of throwing and going all week long. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can help you. And he said, no, no, it's fine. I'll just bring steak tomorrow. So he brought some steak and cottage cheese the next day. And I had snapped him that morning, my creation of things. And he was like, you have to teach me how to do that. And I'm like, bro, I'm up. I can just make it for you. Uh, But you have to be willing to try a couple of new ingredients. So yesterday, and here we are coming on the nice long winded great thing that I've ever done in my career here. Um, (laughs) He I made him this beautiful creation of uh, food, kind of salad bowl type thing. Um, and he texted me and he loved it. And he was like, more of that. Yes. And everyone here is wondering how you did that. And it was so simple. I can't even tell you. Um, but I think it's just... We get stuck in a place of health having to be complicated and it doesn't have to be. And my great thing was that I've been making food that my family has actually been eating all week long, which is craziness for this girl right here. I can't even tell you Um, because they never eat what I make because it's terrible. And this week, and I think a little bit, it's about transitioning taste buds, right? And getting um, all of those kind of bad food flavors out of their mouths. Um, You know, sugar is just such an overwhelming presence in all of the preserved foods that we eat. And so breaking that cycle and really breaking those taste buds is the hardest part. Um, And yes, your body will kind of go through a detox. It has to get all that junk out of there. Your taste buds have to renew and refresh. And if you can outlast about those, probably about two weeks, depending on your dependence, um, if you can outlast that, all of the food gets so much better and you'll never want to go back. So Yesterday, I made a lunchbox or a a kind of salad bowl for my husband, and he loved it, and that was my great thing. I really needed him to enjoy that box, and he also said, too much food. I was so full, and I felt so nourished. I don't think he used the word nourished. I can't imagine him actually using that word. Um, But he's like, I couldn't even finish it. I was so full, right? And before we'd have to send, you know, he's a a big old bag of muscles. Um, We'd have to send a couple sandwiches, a bag of chips, uh, you know, like just a lot of food. And here we are sending a lot less food, but definitely feeling that feeling of satiety. And that comes from nourishing your body with the foods that were intended for it, right? That satire feeling comes from good foods in your body, people, in your body, in your body, right? What are you putting in there? What are you doing? Anyways, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take 
time for yourself to recognize your great thing. This very small, seemingly insignificant habit is going to transform the way that you talk, think, and act with yourself. That's why we're here, right? It's about taking steps towards your best life. Da, 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 da. And so let's transition. So our topic today is, well, yesterday we talked about bravery and I love bravery. I can't even tell you how vital it is. And I think consistency is what we're going to talk about today. Consistency and being able to transition just trusting and having faith in yourself and in your journey. So we'll tackle consistency first. You know, at the beginning of 2020, right? That's the year. Wow, I just really struggled with knowing if that was the year or not. Proud of myself. At the start of 2020, we started giving a guide um, to our listeners to really help with how you set yourself up to win. Because I think that's the hardest part. And I don't want you to struggle with that like I did. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is life. And you just kind of go through it. And um, you never really figure it out until you've either won or failed and that's kind of how life works so good luck to you and I had struggled with adopting a habit track that really set me up for success and and the bigger portion of that was that I thought that your life was just assigned to you kind of like the book the giver right where you're just like oh you look like this, you act like this, and here's your assignment. This is what you'll do. And what I've learned is following your instincts and your passions and what you like to do will get you so much further. And then setting intentions behind those things. So do you actually enjoy this or are you just signing up for it because it makes sense and it's available, whatever. Right? And Um, and so a portion of this work right here, the death of a dream podcast really is just following my passions and then showing up consistently for them. I mean, what a letdown to yourself, to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, when you don't show up for yourself, right? All of those things, all of those passions, all of the things that kind of keep you awake at night that set your soul on fire when you're working at them. And I'm talking about those moments when you're so engaged and in depth in the work that you could never look at a watch and it could be 2 a.m. in the morning and you haven't even yawned yet. I mean, those moments those passions, those things that set your soul on fire. I want you to find those things and start doing them more. This is your life, right? And start showing up consistently for those things. I remember saying to a lot of people, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I remember just being like, 
I'd be on the radio, you know, I'd be talking every day, I'd be part of conversations that are about big changes, that's what I would be doing. And as I thought through that, I really struggled because I'm like, well, the radio isn't even going to give you that. And right around this time, I was engaging in podcasts a lot and, and really understanding that craft and, and trying to figure out how you do something like that and slowly but surely realizing that if this is work that I want to do, it doesn't even have to live in a traditional sense. In fact, being on the radio probably doesn't align at all with what I truly want to do. And so I started to look into podcast space. And one of the goals that I write down every day for my life is that I speak every day. And that was my first goal that I wanted to start working with. And here we are, people. I speak every day. And that is just showing up consistently for yourself, right? I mean, I wish that I could say that I'm showing up for all of you listeners. And yes, every time that I wake up, I remember um, New Year's Day, I had been presented with about, I don't know, five challenges that were going to stop me from recording. And you, good listeners, um, pushed me past that, really helped me out of that low point, out of that like, hey, that nobody's going to notice anyways. And I remember just being like, if even one person shows up and listens today, maybe it transforms the tone that they set for this year. And it is vital that you show up today specifically. And I get it, Hannah. Yes, you have a million reasons in front of you why you shouldn't. And yes, absolutely. Will they even notice? Will they even say anything to you if you don't? Probably not. But is this something that you're writing down every day? Do you even want to start the new year off on this note, not speaking every day? Girl, come on. Go. Go, girl, go, right? And that's just about consistently moving in the direction that you want to move. I can't say that there's going to be a written path, right? We talk all the time about forging new paths, about working on things that you want and see in your life. We talk about that. And so the path isn't going to be written, but you can outlast the path if you keep showing up consistently. And that's how we started this week, talking through forging new paths and breaking down new barriers and the importance of outlasting that first failure, right? And and knowing that you learned how to navigate through that first failure really helps you to overcome the next one and to do it even quicker. And that's where the consistency comes in. If you are willing to outlast that first failure, you are setting yourself up to get over the next barrier and the next one. And this, the, the more times that you break those things down, the more times that you show resilience and consistency through those failures, the better you're going to be at it, right? And the easier it's going to be for you to show up consistently for yourself, so on consistency, 
dude, it's just about picking what you want to do and showing up, right? And I'm not saying it has to look like what I do because trust me, I'm a crazy person. Um, But what do you want to do is part of your journey about health and is that your energy source, right? And if you are feeling too tired, I have people say all the time, well, I couldn't be like you. I couldn't wake up at 3 a.m. and I couldn't do all the things that you do, but I do like, I could stay up all night. Well, it doesn't have to look like exactly what works for me. I'm just naturally wired to be a morning person. Trust. I have a lot of friends that are like, I will kill you. Please don't wake me up. I enjoy sleeping. But like, no matter what, I'm up by 7 a.m. 7 would be a hard sleep in for me. Um, And that's just how I'm wired. But I'm not saying that that's what's right for you. Right? Because it doesn't matter. It really is just about consistency. And it doesn't matter when it gets done. Don't try to be like everyone else, right? I just enjoy the quietness of a morning. I enjoy and appreciate that my children sleep and some people's don't. And so this may not be your window, right? But find a window where you can show up and it doesn't have to be every day. I want you to adopt consistent practices that align with where you're at in life. If you are in newborn phase, people, this is probably not where you're going to be your most effective, right? And that's okay. But what can you adopt to start moving in that direction, right? Maybe you only have five minutes and even five minutes is a struggle, but maybe you can hand baby off to someone and take five minutes a day where you are intentional about just writing your goals down. And maybe that's your first step. And as baby grows older and and gets a better time understanding and sleep habit, maybe you can transition into 10. Because if you made five happen when you were with that, 10 is going to be easy, right? Now we're sleeping and eating and um, doing all the things, right? But I think a lot of times we try to adopt things from places that other people live in that we may never live in, right? We're like adopting some billionaires body life plan and their circumstances just look a lot different than ours and then we move into this shame spiral where we're like really she had this perfect curated plan for our life and you can't even do it you're so dumb you're so terrible all the things that you're going to say about yourself um (laughs) and I don't want you to go into that space. I want you to adopt things that are consistent with where you're at in life. There are going to be seasons of your life where even the best plan wouldn't be effective for you. And that is okay. You have my permission to tap out for seasons of your life. There are going to be times of struggle and heartache and pain. And in those moments, unless you take time to deal with that, you may not ever transition out. I need you to get to a more effective space, but I don't need you to get there hurt and struggling. I need you to get there whole. And so whatever season of life you're in, you have to decide how you can consistently show up for yourself and for your goals and dreams. And your 
Consistency is going to outlast all of the things, right? And your ability to adopt adaptively to show up. So I don't want you to say things like I say, if you can't do that, right? If you're going to be like, hey, tomorrow, I'm going to plan out every second of my life. I am going to meal prep. I am going to write a book. I am going to take over the world. And I am going to do that in the three minutes of time that I have to breathe in the bathroom when I'm when I'm not being interrupted by my children. Right? Is that realistic? Probably not. But there definitely are some of you who don't have those same limitations and yet you're sitting with no energy, with no consistency towards what you're trying to accomplish. Right? And you can look at things and be like, sheesh, how does she do that? And people used to say that to me all the time when I would coach and work a full-time job and do all the things. And it's about energy source and setting your body up to deliver, right? This health journey is first and foremost being way more effective than it ever has been because my husband's on board, but it's about allowing my body to show up for me and my mind and all the things you can't get there without it. You can't get there without an energy source and the, the garbage that you're putting into your body is going to be garbage out. It's going to lead to Netflix sessions and blah, 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 and everything bad. Garbage in, garbage out. That's what my mom always used to say about us watching less than ideal um, TV programming, which is why I grew up basically on Iowa Public Television. And yes, if you are wondering, Bananas in Pajamas is absolutely my favorite cartoon that ever existed. And it may very well be because first and foremost, it was on at 6am on Saturday mornings. I don't remember if it was on every day, but I do know that I had to wake up early to watch it, which shouldn't surprise you. I told you I'm just naturally an early bird. Um, but secondly, it was on Iowa Public Television. And no, I didn't grow up with Hey Arnold or um, I don't know what the other cartoons are. But no, I never had access to such things. So Bananas in Pajamas was the best that it got. And I am telling you, that is programming for the ages. Bananas in Pajamas are coming down the stairs bananas and it's like in this English accent bananas in pajamas are chasing teddy bears blah 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 anyways <laughs> there are just going to be seasons of your life that you can't show up consistently but I need you to build your baseline of consistency. If health is the first journey that you need to tackle because you don't even have enough energy to write your dreams down or time, right? If health and time maintenance are your biggest obstacles, 
that's where you need to start your dreams, right? And I told you, you can write dreams down and cross them off once you've accomplished them, once you're working, right? If getting healthy, and that's not specific enough, so don't you dare write that down. I'm not even allowing it. Um, If getting healthy is a part of your goals, right? And maybe it's eating healthy 80% of the time. And that is a checkable goal. Go you. Good goal. Um, If that's your goal, you could get in a really great space with that. And three, four, five, six months, whatever your body and yourself needs to, to convince yourself that you're capable of doing this and adopting it into your life. If you get down the path and you got this, and this is now just your new lifestyle, cross that off. Start something else because starting there, starting with your body, starting with your mind, right? Having those things cleaned up allow you to elevate at higher levels, people. Elevation, please keep going. But you have to build a resistant and consistent baseline. And that sometimes has to start with your health and wellness. If you don't have enough energy to get off the couch on Saturday, how are you about to write a book build an empire, chase down your goals, move up in your company. I don't know what you want to do. Build sales, build growth. How are you going to show up for those things if you don't have the energy to do it? And so part of your dream journey may not be chasing down those future dreams that you have for your life. It may be cleaning up the current state that you're in, transitioning into an energetic, life-giving season, right? That may be where you need to start. And that's such a great, beautiful thing to start. Um, My sister-in-law actually sent me a beautiful, beautiful quote on the side of a building um, that she found, and I'll read it. And one of my, I had actually posted it in my stories, reposted it. And one of my friends commented back on it and was like, oh, I feel this. Be brave enough to suck at something new. And what's going to get you through the suck is your consistency, right? I started this podcast almost a year ago, showing up every day, whether I sucked or I didn't, it was about outlasting the suck, right? Showing up consistently for myself and my dreams, And you may have to clean up some of the habits that you have that are holding you back from operating, adopting, and establishing new norms. You may have to start there. And the beauty of writing your dreams down is that even if part of your dream is building a new baseline, the beauty of establishing that baseline is that you can cross that off. If it becomes a part of your every day, you can cross it off. It's who you are. It's what you do. Done. And write a new dream down. But you may have to start showing up consistently for the suck. (laughs) For lack of a better word. (laughs) 